Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 461, recorded from the Default Roy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing well, buddy. How's your weekend going? Fantastic. I was just looking. I I pulled up the uh, weather here uh, on my computer right before we started recording. Did you get angry? I, well, I did because I saw a headline saying like winter chill coming to the northeast, and I'm like, oh, what the heck? And I pull up my weather, and it's still set to Lake Buena Vista, Florida. So then it shows like 72 degrees right now. It's gonna be 86 tomorrow. Is it really in in Orlando? Wow! So I, that made me even more angry at that point. Like how February it's eighty six, or maybe uh, Wednesday or something. But it's going to get into the mid eighties yeah. next week. That makes me a little jealous for that, sure. You get angry with that, yeah. But uh, I don't want to. I don't want to keep these guys in silence for too long. We're joined this week by our <clears throat> two DVC experts, Professor Newfield Junior. and Professor Joe Quat. Our DVC experts joining us. So, gentlemen, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. Can yeah, you uh, introduce him as the original Super Looper, please? Oh, old school. Is yes. that it? See, I don't know. I don't have all this background like you do. Mike. Yeah, because you don't listen to podcasts like me. You I actually don't. like have things going on in your life. <laughs> I guess I don't know if that's necessarily true, but the first part is. The second part is probably not. So Joe's the original Super Looper. Is that right? Yeah, man, from Resort Loop. Uh, yeah, still uh, I'm on the show with Tim. Uh, I know Bob has kind of moved on. Uh, but yeah, I still do the DVC roundtable with Tim over at Resort Loop. And uh, yeah, I think that term goes back probably maybe, uh, oh my goodness, 10, 11 years now already. So, but I kind of. I was I listening to you when I was living in Minnesota, and that was eight years ago. So it's been, it's been around for a while, but yeah, good times over there. And uh, yeah, that was just kind of a random thing where I kind of made a comment once. I was like, yeah, everybody who listens, like, we're like loopers. And it just kind of stuck. And he's like, yeah, we're going to run with that. You okay with it? I'm like, sure, not a problem. So, hence, uh, I guess I got the original Super Looper uh, term there, but a little background for you. And then New Phil Jr., who's our, who's the local, he's my, uh, he's my shaman, my local Rhode Island DVC shaman. I go to him for my, uh, my advice. And he came with us. Uh, he was on live last weekend, and now he's joining us for his first time on an episode. So, Phil, we appreciate you coming on as well. I appreciate being here. I'm actually getting all misty eyed. And you guys mentioned the the Joffe's coffee advertisement last night. And I got a little weepy thinking back on that. The Joffrey's Coffee and Tea. This episode of the resortloop.com podcast is brought to you by Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company. 
actually heard the monorail tone go off in my head as soon as I heard it. <laughs> Every time at Epcot that I would get a cup of, we'd always get a, co- a coffee for the drive home, and I'd hit that Joffrey's right outside of Epcot, and I'd always do it this episode. Of do the, the commercial. It's just, it was ingrained in my head. I don't know why. It's still going to do it. Too. It's still so going to do it. For the rest yes. of your life. Yeah, as long as I'm Joffrey's exists, it will never go away. Like, I'm just saying I'm no optometrist. That, that's all I can say about that. Well, Bob, had such a soothing voice. Bob had such a soothing voice though when he said it in those shows. He did. like He had to have been in radio because he had like the perfect voice. I'm like, this guy's voice is just perfect. Well, they worked for an affiliate. Were they on TV or did they have... They were a little behind the scenes. Kind behind of the scenes. Yeah. Like when he'd do it, the commercial at the beginning, have you been like, have you, have, have you been dreaming about... And I'm like, this guy's like mesmerizing. It's perfect. He's got that like ASMR voice going on. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give Bob a text later to be like, I was on the show with you guys, and we just the first five minutes were about you and your soothing voice and Joffrey's yeah, coffee. We all, day. Like, we all have man crushes on Bob. Just start Bob oh, nostalgia that, coming through. I don't know here. about that. Well, like, speak for yourself, Gary. Me and, yeah. me and Newfield Jr. That's fine. So, uh, anyway, I don't know. Is there anything you want to talk about here before we get it? I know we got a lot to talk about. You said we have at least, uh, this is like a full college course i almost renamed it dvc university because i think it's more than just like a then 101 all right it's dvc university then all right we can call it dvc university because you have things planned out for like the next seven years this is going to be like a doctorate oh yeah and i still have an email that i got like a month ago from newfield jr that we have to die i mean there's just information after information it's endless and i'm just scratching the surface I mean, we got two experts. We got old school guys here, and then you're into it big. Like you've been di- you've been dipping your toe in for a while. Now you're a member, so you're all into it. Oh, he's well but... past his toe. Well, oh, fair yeah. enough. I'm but... obsessed. It's all I talk about. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I like it better than chicks when I first started liking chicks. This is a different, different ball game right here. <laughs> However, <laughs> I got still, nothing. Still, you're still at the introductory phase. Like you're still learning new stuff, finding things out as you go along. What are you saying? We're in the honeymoon phase, and I'm going to figure out that. The... No, I'm you're not seeing... saying you're going to get sick of it. I'm just All saying right. that you're still learning new information. Where you're going to go to these guys and be like, "Yeah, welcome, welcome to the club. We knew about this ten years ago." And it I'm, will, I'm well start ahead to die of off, that. Though. It and will I'm start still... to die off a little bit, though. I will say that. I've been a member long enough now. It will start to wean itself off a little bit, and then you kind of get happy with what you got. So, When did you you buy your first contract, Joe? 2015. So 2014, 2015. And now Now, it's 2023, so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of keeled over. I've made a bunch of mistakes already. (laughs) I've lost points. I just lost. uh, I'm about to lose 15 points uh, as the month turns. So that's kind of like. Two days, Mike. You think you can get a, a reservation <laughs> in the next couple of days? Use eyes lit up. up. I'll give you seventy-five cents a point there. <laughs> they are in. Uh, the they, they are in holding holding jail right now, and I can't do anything with them. So, but I did figure out a tip how to get those back if you ever want to check out early. Did not know See, this, this was is possible. A, this is a. This is like an advanced course. That's that's second semester holding and all that stuff. We need Let's to. We that. need to. We need to get to the basics here first. But I will say. Does it like being on a group chat and and seeing someone going through it for the first time? Does it kind of reinvigorate things, or you start looking at the? Re- I I see Phil kind of nodding already. Like you're thinking about add-on contracts just because you're seeing the prices that are out there now, and it's I a bad thing, isn't it? May or may not have been looking at thirty and fifty point contracts the last week. 
get a little bit of DVC add on NV. It's been a couple of years. That's the th- I, I feel like that's definitely a problem, right, Mike? I mean, oh, you bad. already want you well, you already want more points because of me, don't you? No, it's not. It's, uh, no, I joke about having an arms race, but I just I I look at these small contracts and I could put it on a credit card, literally. Like I, you don't have to scrape around the cash. It's like oh, I can pay you right here, parts. Yeah. And well, last time you, I saw you, I'm sorry. Last time I saw you, you guys were talking about how you know, if you were to buy directly from Disney, you know, within a week you'll have the points deposited in your contract. If, even if you go resale with any of the reputable DVC resellers out there, once you start make a per- one-time purchase with them and they've got all of your stuff on file, it's even easier to add on to a contract because oh, they have all your no. stuff. Oh, no. I mean, you still have to wait for right of first refusal. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's but, but getting the paperwork signed, everything's click, click, click. I mean, you can do it from your phone pretty much. So He had to say that, didn't he, Michael? I know. <laughs> it's bad news, isn't it? It's all right, good. so at this point, we're going to get too deep into it. So let's take our break and we'll come back. We'll get into the uh, the first class of DVC University right after this. We are back from break. This is episode number 461 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. And this week we're joined by Newfield Jr. and Joe Quatt to talk about DVC University. Our first class is in session. Uh, This week we are going to talk about uh, how points work. So really basic stuff for maybe a lot of people. But there's also a lot of people that don't know anything about DVC. And this could be... And I open. We're going to talk about how points work and what you should think about when picking your home resort and how a home resort works. So I suspect, and I mean, you guys can kind of steer me in the right direction. We should probably define how the points work before we talk about picking a home resort. Does that make more sense? Or do you think picking the resort is more important? We can start with the points, I guess, right? Because the points go with the resort. So I mean, you start with the points. That's what essentially what you're buying. That's kind of yeah. So that's the current that's the currency more or less. Correct points. So I'm gonna say some things as a beginner, and they'll either be you can confirm them or tell me where I'm wrong. So your points are well, more or less each DVC resort has a set amount of points that they can sell. No more, no less ever, because all the points have to 
they have to be able to be used because it's in the contract if everyone wants to use those points at that resort in that year it can't be more than that number so there's a set it's a finite amount of points they they can't just make them up out of thin air that's correct yes yeah you can't they can't sell for example a beach club they can't sell 500 million points it's just not gonna, it's, it wouldn't work. They don't have enough yes. rooms, however yeah, many points. It, I mean, I'm sure those numbers are out there. I've never really looked into it, how many actual points are available at each resort because you'd have to know how many rooms in each category each time a year. I mean, you could do the math theoretically at each resort, but it would get pretty hairy pretty quick because then you're going over weekly rates and and night rates and things like that, but when you're buying the points, you have to figure out how many points you want for how you're going to use the contract. But you're buying a time. It's a timeshare. You could put whatever name on it. And Disney does a great job of branding it as the Disney Vacation Club. And you get other benefits that maybe other timeshares wouldn't get. I'm not an expert on timeshares by any means or DVC for that matter. But um, I feel like. You can't really beat around. It's a timeshare, so they can only sell a finite amount of points at each resort. But they haven't really come up to that limit. I know some sell out, but then you can always buy points direct. There, there's always something available. Theoretically, I mean, I know when we bought, I specifically asked if they had Bay Lake Tower available, and at the time they didn't. just depends on what they have on hand at that point. From direct. Correct. Of course. And like the same thing like the Grand Californian, you can't buy direct right now. Or very rarely can you. You may be able to. I've never made an offer on Grand California, but for the most part, the times that I've sat down with DVC guides over at Saratoga, like direct sales, just kind of seeing. At one time, even though we have two Saratoga contracts, my wife was very intrigued by the Polynesian. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they essentially said, what do you want? So we never really inquired about Grand California, which is like the hardest resort to get into. Mm-hmm. However, they were like, what do you want? And what do you think you want to spend? And they were they would look it up and see if they had it. Like, they'll find it <laughs> if, if, they, uh, if you want it. They'll try to make a sale. But they'll do it in a way they don't pressure you. That's the thing as well. Like, that's the one thing. It is a timeshare. Um, it's different than most other timeshares that it actually has a resale value to it. And like most other timeshares they will let you walk out and they won't pressure you. That stuff sells itself. That might be the easiest job on Disney property is to be a no doubt about guide. It. That's Mike's thing. No doubt about it. And, and I'm, I'm a talker and I, and I was talking to these people. They make some bank. And when I talk bank, I'm talking like 130 to 150. That's pretty damn good money for. A that's just the guides. That's not even the the real estate agents, right? Yeah. Those are the real estate agents. The oh, guides are, are more guys. of a, yeah. Cause they're the agents are the guides. I got you. For the most part, they have the people at the kiosk who are just trying to engage you in conversation. Then, if you say you want to get a tour, then they get the, the real agent involved. involved. Yeah. But let's get back. So, what's the basics on the points? What What would you tell someone who doesn't know anything about it? Like, how would you? What's your elevator pitch on what the points are and how they work? And ultimately, if you break it down, you know, for us when when we started looking, we looked at once we'd picked a, a resort and we'll get to that in a second, if we wanted to stay for eight, nine days at a time based on the season we wanted to stay in, because there's what's there five or six seasons now. 
every night has a point value to it. So if we wanted to stay for nine days, what would that nine days cost us in that season? You know, for us, that was about 140 to 160 points. And each night has a point value based on the room that you pick. So for instance, it's just like a regular hotel room. If I want to get the standard view at Yacht Club, I pay one price. If I want to get the Crescent Lake view, I pay a different price. Same thing with DVC. So we have a pol- well, we have two two poly contracts, but if I want to stay standard view, it's one price. If I want to stay lake view to see Seven Seas Lagoon, it's a different price. And you just break it down, the number of points times the number of nights equals how many points you need per year. It, it's a pretty straightforward. And now that the inner nerd in me wants to put together a spreadsheet to figure out how many points are at poly, because that's just how my weird little brain works. <laughs> but essentially, the points is your bank account. And they right. reset each year, mm-hmm. and you get that amount, whatever your contract is. You said uh, 150 is a good number to start with because that's the minimum that you can buy with Disney to get the blue card benefits, correct? Right now, it is correct. now. So, if you just say 150 is a good starting point, like that will generally get you a studio at most resorts for at least a week per year with the 150 points. Maybe eight or nine. I mean, you can get a lot more out of yeah. if you're staying at Animal Kingdom in the value, you know, room. Those are the lowest is seven points a night. So you can get a lot out of that. But it, you can be spending over 20 a night on a studio as well as some of the places. Right. So the number of points that you buy multiplied by the price you pay for it is your total buy price plus all your added fees. And then based on the number of points you've got in the resort, you've got them at you need to pay a maintenance fee, which is your you know, yearly point per fee, which, you know, for me is I think about $1,600 right now. So you've just got to factor that into your points as well. And the one thing, Gary, if I could jump in here is uh, you talked about your points every year. So you just use that 150 as an example. That's the amount of currency or points you have to work with for that year. Well, when you get replenished, it's like a paycheck, right? So you get paid once a year for your DVC points. When you get that deposited into your account, that you guys always talk about going on and looking and looking where you want to stay and all that stuff, planning your vacations. Well, that first of that month is going to be called your use year. That is when you're essentially getting paid your points that you paid for every year. Now, use years for, are not every month. Um, the use years for DVC are February, March, April, June, August, September, October, and December. So if you buy direct from DVC, from Disney, you could choose your use year. If you buy resale on the resale market, those users have already been determined from the original purchaser from DVC, and they can't be changed. So, for example, um, my use years are both in February. It just makes it easier. Um, if you start mixing, matching use years, and that might be like class session number five, maybe down right. the line. <laughs> but yeah. you want to keep things as simple as possible. You want all of your paychecks, per se, to be deposited the same month. So if you were to buy it from Disney, you could pick whenever you want your points to be deposited. Uh, there is a strategy to that um, because it depends on where you, when you like to vacation. Um, so that kind of depends. You want to have that deposited at the right time. So you have the most, like if you like to go vacation in March, you probably don't want a February Easter. You want to plan ahead. You know what I'm saying? So you want those points deposited a little bit earlier. So there is a little bit of a strategy to it, but that's the way to kind of look at it. The guys being like your paycheck, Every year gets deposited that month, and that is what's called your use year. Yeah, that's so a when good you're, clear. I'm sorry, go ahead, Gary. No, definitely. I was going to say that it's it makes sense. So that's basically when they come in, but they come in the same month 
every year for the life of that contract. Even if it changes hands, it stays in that same month. Now, what I didn't realize until you just said it was that not every month is available as a use year. Right. I didn't I didn't see that. But now that you say it, looking at the contracts, yeah, I never saw a July. I never saw right. a November. It just I just didn't put it together until you just said it. They don't even have those available, which is interesting. Is there any particular reason they do that? Or is it just how it broke down initially? I if I have to guess, I have to say it's the math that they mathematically couldn't have 12 use years. I don't yeah. know. That's my that would be my only guess. I'm not hundred percent sure either. Um I, I just I was just curious if there was any reason that you knew of. It doesn't ultimately matter. So the point is if you currency, had one use year for everybody, I would assume then booking would be a disaster. So I think that's why they have different use shares so that they can spread things out. Yeah, I don't know. Because if mean, everybody's points probably. expired at the same time, I'm just thinking mathematically, but I could be totally out of whack. Yeah, it's potentially at the, at the end of that use year, if people have a ton of points expiring, they're all going to be trying to use them at the same time, maybe. Logistically, like it just bogged down that system at those times of the year, and they don't want to do that, but. I think that could be some good homework to take yeah. away. We'll have to. I'll leave you in charge of that, Mike. You could be doing that research part. I'll take care of that. Now, <laughs> when you when you're talking about points, for me, I've got spreadsheets on points. Okay. And That's the way good, we vacation yeah. is we don't do week trips. We go up for a weekend. We might go up for a night. So I was thinking, let's go up once a quarter. Have be able to go up eight times a year for two nights. What do we need? And I did minimums. If I was just going to stay at some of the lower course, and then I did well, not that. eight times like eight nights total, eight basically. nights total, correct? Yeah. yeah, so going up four times, but there's times now we're just we're just going to go up for one night, right? Um, when I did min max, I said, okay, if I just want to go balls to the wall, stay at one bedrooms at Riviera at uh Grand Floridian, how many do I need? And my range was around 150 to high twos. High twos, like two ninety. Yeah, like 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 three would be like absolutely perfectly comfortable for me. You want that's so you want to add another hundred fifty points. Ideally. That's if I would, or you know, if we if we're ever gonna go do our kick ass vacation at Alani, right? So I don't see where I would ever need more than three hundred because I'm just ten nights is enough for me going up there. Right, and that's just a question of staying in studios or one bedroom. Correct. At that point for you. So the other thing about points, which we can get into just briefly, because we'll probably want to talk about this more in depth, is uh, banking and borrowing. So each year you basically, theoretically, you could have, as of right now, because they can change it, right? The, the borrowing, banking will never go away, it sounds like, but borrowing might get taken away at some point, or it hasn't always been. It was option. restricted, and I think it's kind of back 100% now. Yeah, it's okay. back 100%. It was restricted during COVID just because nobody yeah. went. It was They weren't going to be able to but take they care could, of capacity. But they could, in theory, restrict it again in the future, borrowing and things like that. But, they could, but it's not in their best interest to do so. They had to, as Mike said. There were so many people that didn't go for so many months that had points banked up that they had to use them in the next year. So they had to restrict borrowing. Otherwise, you just sense. wouldn't have had enough room nights to cover it all. 
It was a little controversial. I mean, it was there was borderline people looking at like lawsuits online. Well, so it. they probably aren't going to go back down that route then, unless there's another. I'm sure it's in the. Con- I'm sure it's in the contract that they just can't take away borrowing. Banking, yeah, banking well, basic, or banking rather. Well, basically, you have you could plan out for one year to have three years worth of points, if you wanted. And there are people that do that. I mean, I, I personally know people that have 75 points and they bank this year's to next year. They plan Perfect. a vacation for next year and they borrow from the year after. They just plan on going once every three years with those and these 225 points. Yeah. The same thing, Phil. Uh, I have a friend who uh, splurges and does the two bedroom for like probably seven, eight days at Beach Club. And uh, he usually brings a friend like and their kids. And he does it every couple of years. He just banks and banks it and they go all out. Banks, banks and goes all out. So uh, there are a lot of people that do that. They don't go every year. They don't go a bunch of times like Mike does or Mike myself. Uh, they just go once every couple of years. And that's that's their their big splurge. And that's what they planned on doing. But that's the beauty of it. And that's what I really liked about it after digging into it a little more is that if we don't want to go every year, you're not losing like, – the next time you go, you could just go all out if you bank those points. That's where UCR comes in, though. A rather important distinction is you need to bank those points by a certain time, and I believe it's five months ahead of time. So you need to be sure if you're banking those points, you need to be very cognizant of your UCR so you bank them in time. You can't bank them with three days left to go before they get stripped. So one of the reasons that everyone says try to keep your use years the same is it just gets far too confusing what you're banking, what you're borrowing, where it's coming from. So use year is important as far as that goes. Yeah, so it's it's less important on your first contract, except for what Joe said initially, just like when you like to travel, it's good to have that in mind when you're picking it. But if you're doing an add-on or even a second contract, you use here becomes very important where you want to mostly i mean i can't imagine a scenario where you would intentionally pick a different use here it seems like maybe some people if there was just an irresistible deal on a resale contract they might deal with the different use years and just have to have that headache but in a perfect world you would pick the same use here no matter yeah, what. yeah and i don't even know if it's if it's price wise i've like most people have said it's one of the biggest mistakes they've made Oh, have a different just, use they years. never thought about it until after they had multiple contracts and then they just said it was a nightmare to manage. Yeah, I can't imagine. It sounds like it would be. It sounds like it would be something I wouldn't ever want to do no matter what, but I'm sure there's plenty of people out there with multiple use years. And I've made many mistakes. I've actually made a couple of mistakes. You know, it's funny. Like, I don't know if I'm a DVC expert. I've made my mistakes and I've made mistakes where I've missed my banking date. And I had a hundred and something point. This happened to me once. It was some stuff going on with my family and stuff. And I lost track of time. And uh, I had a call, but I begged and groveled. And I had a very nice cast member that I got a supervisor on the phone. It did me a huge solid. Now, how far, how far did you miss it? I missed it probably by about a week or two. Okay. So that's That's when you realize it. It wasn't wasn't too far by. I was like, oh my God, I forgot to back the points. And like that was your said, oh crap it, moment. Yeah. yeah, and it was like a full year's worth of like a full oh, year's worth of points. I would have cried. It was oh about hundred. It was about hundred and thirty something points, and I asked them like, "Is there any way I can write a letter to say thank you?" And then they they really didn't want to make a big deal about it because they're not supposed to do it. So just for your audience out there, like, do not rely on this. I got very very lucky once, but it is something like Phil said and Mike said. You need to keep an eye on that date because. If everybody did it, it'd just be a mess. So it's something that like 
it's like a bank account. You got to keep track of your finances and your points yeah. are your finances. There's a lot of money tied up in, in those numbers on your screen. Now, well, can I our vacation right there? I mean, oh yeah, that, that's a that's a week at old Key West with 130 yeah. points. That oh, that's yeah. a big oopsie. Oh, it was a nightmare, man. It was I was I was apologizing to my wife. I was like, I gotta fix this. So it's not good. Now, a question I have that I don't I haven't looked into: If you bank your points before that five month date, can you then like if no. something changed, you can't borrow no. them and take They're them gone. back? No. Okay. Which because is fine because ninety nine percent of the time it wouldn't make a difference because that curious. goes back into the their formula. So yeah. now if these things are banked, now their computers are saying now we have X amount of rooms, blah blah blah. Now if you take them back, when I was talking to my DVC rep, I asked her the same question mm-hmm. because right now the only th- my use year is June. The only trip I'm taking is in April. We're doing two nights at Saratoga, and I keep checking to see if anything else opens up. If you basically I wanted, have the net, the rest. You have like two more days to bank your points, right? I already banked everything because I but, didn't want to. I didn't want to forget. I was down to five points, and I banked my five last night, so I have zero points now to bank. But what she said is, if you did say I needed five more points, I can borrow from next year, from twenty twenty three. So my bank points are staying there, but I could take five points out of twenty twenty three out of my new June allotment. Oh, so the bank. T- so they're combined, but they're separate. Almost. They're all set yep. So like if you go into your account, you're going to see bank 2022 bank. You're going to see 2023 available, available in June. So for instance, if this contract that I put in goes through, I have 34 points that are expiring November 30th of this year because they're already yep. banked from the previous year. And I wasn't planning on going before then, but I would obviously bank the 2022 points before my bank date (laughs) i know it's already confusing so the first year the 2022 points left are 184 on 100 or 194 on a 160 contract so there's 34 that are expiring the other 160 i can bank by my bank date into my 2023 allotment which will go december 1st because that would be my use year on this contract so if I bank those full 160, once I get that contract, just to make sure I do it, then I have those 34, I have to use them or lose them. But if I, let's say I found a stay that was 40 points, I could borrow six from my 2023 use year. You could also buy some points too for a one-time well, we use. Talked about I, think, yeah, I think you guys talked about it last show. Yeah. yeah, so. And I'm in that case, I hate borrowing. Uh, I have bought points on numerous occasions rather than borrow out of the. You'd rather buy them for the 25 bucks a point or whatever it is. You know, you look, you're like, well, I could get into a one bedroom at Old Key West. All I need is 11 (laughs) points. And then you start doing that justification in your head. It's a sickness. All of it. It's fun, though. Well, Mike said the other day, we're all part of a cult. I'm okay with it. It's also like vacation for spreadsheet nerds. Like it turns into like spreadsheet porn. Well, the, the one thing Gary, the one thing Gary is too is it's like, so right now I just paid my dues for the year, right? So it was in January. So my bill is paid for the year. Right. So now when I go onto the website, it's, it's like monopoly money. It's free. Oh, it's, that's it's, what Mike it's, said the first time he did it. That's that's the problem. You're not looking at Grand Floridian at seven hundred and something dollars as a you know a pass holder special. It's ridiculous. You're like, oh, it's maybe like eighteen points in there, whatever it is. I don't have it in front of me, but it's yeah. easy to spend those points. It's like, oh, this date, oh, that's no big. Oh, it's only a couple more points, no big deal. I'll book it. It's just, it becomes so easy. 
And I once think... that money's gone, it, it it's funny. You just forget about it. Like, you know, I sometimes forget that I'm into DVC and resale and everything else for like, I don't know, 40 or $50,000 for goodness sake. And, you know, I'm giving them 1600 a year and I'm telling my wife the other day, but it's great. We, we get to go to Grand Grid, California and it would have been $2,000 a night. We're getting it for free. Well, not <laughs> free, but it feels that way. But, but think about this is my dues. I think we're 14, 1300 for the year. Saratoga. You're, you're, you're at Saratoga, right? Yeah. Yeah. Both of our Saratoga. You have two, yeah. one, a big one and a smaller one. Yeah. I have a 150 and a 30. So, yeah. which I think compared to some people I've seen online, it's actually really small. There's some people have some crazy contracts out there, like hundreds and thousands of points, which is absolutely crazy. But, um, but, but yeah, I, I, think bet, got, I bet me and Phil would figure out how to spend those, though. I saw, <laughs> I forget which site it was, but I was going through them. One of the sites had a resale contract up. For two thousand points, it was like one hundred fifteen thousand dollars for the resale price. It wasn't Peter, was it? I might, maybe it was. Peter's always flipping contracts. Is he a strip it and flip it kind of guy? Oh, I learned he's that insane. term. I love listening to his DVC shows. It's just yeah. like he's always flipping contract. And oh, I got to get another one. I'm doing the math. I'm like, dude, you got two thousand. You live in Orlando. It's insane. <laughs> I watched a review of him at Saratoga Springs at the uh, at the treehouse, and he's walking around doing his white glove. He's like, this is impeccable. It's immaculate. He's like, I might need another contract here. I'm like, you haven't even stayed in the room yet. And you're already looking <laughs> to get another contract just so you can stay at the treehouses. I want to be his nephew. His family gets put up in more beautiful. Oh, he, he rooms hooks his brother and incredible. his nephew with all the two bedrooms. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yep. I love Peter. Peter's such a likable guy. He's so miserable, but he's just, you know, that he <laughs> so... would love. We could hang with him all the time. I, he's miserable, but he's not an a-hole. No, he's not a jerk. He tips. He takes care of people. That's he's what a good I mean. Dude. Yeah. He's miserable like you're miserable. He's, he's miserable like we're miserable. Exactly. Yeah. He's our kind of a hole. Let's be clear but... about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, out of curious, so you've got, you said 180, Joe? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Mike, what did you buy? I got 150. 150. I was just trying to get a feel for everyone was. But I, what I was saying before is like, if you were to do the math, like I like to go in September a lot and I like to go over marathon weekend in January. If you were actually to add up what those cash rates were, I'm way ahead of like, I stretch my points. It's just me and my wife. We stay in studios. I rarely do preferred rooms. When I'm at Saratoga, we always stay, stay in the grandstand, which is not a preferred room. We like have like our two buildings we'd like to stay in. And for what you would pay cash, I mean, we make out, I mean, ahead of, ahead of it. So, um, and especially with, your banked points, Gary. I mean, with the with the non-stripped contract, I mean, you're really going to make out for a while. It's going to roll over, and you're going to come out on, on the front end of it. So that's the way I look at it. I'm like, I I can never picture myself paying. Ca- I I couldn't pay four or five hundred dollars a night to stay at Saratoga. I love it. I, I couldn't do it. It would be too hard. I'm like, I just I went down to the Marriott down the street and so all I'm, I'm staying for for my birthday, which is early April, and it's Easter week, and it's uh. It's the highest school vacation, category. everything. So yeah. the only affordable place was Saratoga. I'm staying there for 39 points Friday and Saturday night. I looked it up on the website. Their cash for the same. I got the standard view, like the cheapest room, $630 a night. Yeah, it's crazy. And then I'm, I mean, st- I'm staying at Bay Lake in July. So I got a, I got a lake view. Um, what was which it? Is 38, their lower room, 38 right? points. And that rack rate was 731. <laughs> and now at Christmas, I got a studio at the Grand Floridian. And it's 18 points because it's like their second or third. It's like their cheap, you know, it's two weeks before Christmas when it's dead. 18 points. I looked up the rack. It was $1,100 for a studio. 
I mean, but and I'm, I'm with you. I won't spend if if I'm going to spend four or five hundred bucks, I'm going somewhere really good. I'm not going to. Well, it's tough because we're quasi locals. I mean, we're not super far away, but at the same time, like I can't drop eleven hundred dollars to stay at the Grand Floridian. I mean, no. I've stayed there before; it's great. But if I'm going to be dropping that kind of money, I'm going to the Four Seasons up the yes. street. You know, yeah, which exactly. is absolutely yeah. amazing, right? Um, but yeah, it's yeah, the it, Grand Floridian is not an eleven hundred dollar a month hotel. I don't care. You, you I don't, robes and slippers, unless I'm keeping it. It's still not an eleven hundred dollar a month yeah. or a night hotel. Night. That's the thing that really appeal because like. You get the taste of it. We rented the points this summer and stayed at Animal Kingdom. And you get the taste of the deluxe. And you're like, I kind of want to do that all the time when we go. It was so nice. And then even renting, like, renting points is a good way to get into it. Like, on those sites, you rent the points. You can save money off those rack rates that you're talking about. Um, But owning, it makes even more financial sense if you're going to go a lot and just brings all those places into play and, and granted you can't always get everywhere like beach clubs are really hard to get into boardwalks hard to get into obviously copper creek unless you own at those resorts and that's what we'll talk about next about picking a home resort you can't always get into those high demand ones especially if you have a set date like mike and joe are a little in unique situations because you can pick and choose. you don't have to go on specific dates if you want to go like if you're looking at it and you want to go on your birthday weekend, but then you see the next weekend something that you really want is available, you just grab that instead. Whereas when you're flying in, it's not as easy to switch things you around. You gotta have that, you gotta have that booked it at least the, seven months out. Right. So that being said, we'll talk about the seven eleven month. Let's talk about picking a home resort. Now, Joe, you said your home resort's Saratoga. Phil, you're at the poly Mike, you are Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. And then if everything goes through, I would be Saratoga as well. Um, the biggest advantage of your home resort is that 11-month 11-month 11 booking window. So you have a four-month head start on all the other DVC owners at your home resort. So you can book at seven months, you can book anywhere that's DVC with some caveats on resale, which we'll, we could talk about some resale versus direct at another time. But Basically, at seven months, Mike, you could book at any resort right? on property and off property. At 11 months, you can book at Grand Floridian, and only other Grand Floridian owners can book at that time. So you can pretty much have your choice at the 11-month mark at your home resort. So picking a a more in-demand home resort has its advantages, but it also comes with Sometimes a higher price per point price tag. Absolutely. Um, Or even like in the case of boardwalk comes with less years remaining on the contracts. That was one of the initial ones. So if you bought in at boardwalk, it's a little bit higher per point than like Saratoga, but it also expires in 2042 as opposed to 2053, whatever it is. So there's a lot of different things to go into picking your home resort. Um, I'm curious, uh, Mike, I, I mean, you talked about it a little bit. What was your main reason for the Grand Floridian? So we wanted to, we, we wanted to buy direct, right? Um, and we were looking between that and Riviera, because the three that they're actively selling is Riviera, Grand Floridian, and Alani. And just 
the Grand Floridian points were worth just so much more because the deviation between buying direct and buying resale was not that big of a difference. Correct. Um, and Grand Floridian's our favorite resort. I mean, that's just we love the restaurants there. We like to chill, hang out at the pools. We like the pool bar. So that's that's our favorite resort. And the other thing I heard is it's very difficult to get into. And they said, especially at Christmas time. And that's ideally when we wanted to stay. We wanted to sure. be able to go up for a weekend and see the Christmas lights, do a resort loop, and you know maybe drink, you know, monorail crawl, whatever. But we wanted to be up there at Christmas. Right. So that was a that was a big reason. And also, uh, one of the things you said was the maintenance fees were lower, much there. lower. They're one of the lowest at, than some of the others, especially like Aulani which is a high direct price, very low resale. It's almost double direct, right? It's almost yeah, I have seen I've seen a lot they sell a lot right? for 217 direct and I see them at like 110 120 resale. Which but, tells you why they're still selling Alani direct. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, how many years what what would that open in 2012, 20 I mean, I don't think it's 10 years old. It might be close to 10, but the only reason to buy Alani Direct would be if you're a West Coast person who travels to Hawaii quite a bit and you want to go during Easter, Christmas, whatever like the crazy popular times are there. That'd be the only reason to own it. For us who live on the East Coast, it right. makes no reason to. I mean, I did Alani a couple of years ago. It was absolutely amazing, but it makes no sense to go there. No, because oh, yeah. I look all the time and it's available all the time. Oh, yeah. so. If you know, I wanted like a specific, I wanted the upgraded room. I was going to go all out. I was, you know, I didn't care what the room cost tonight. And uh, so we were right at the seven month window. Boom! I was ready to go, but at the same time, like it makes no sense to, and especially to own. Listen, the off Vero Beach, Hilton Head, Alani, the off property properties. I guess you know the insurance is so expensive. Like look what happened with Vero with all the hurricanes. Mike, you you were down here in Florida with me. The beach yeah. got pounded there, man. It's like I don't even know what their you know maintenance is going to go up next year. Yeah, I remember when Hilton Head got hit a bunch of years ago. My wife and I, we got married to Hilton Head. We love it. And they got assessed for a bunch of stuff. So cleaning up the island and stuff, like around their resort. So that's, if you're at like, you know, Grand Floridian, Saratoga, like stuff's going to stay low. You got a lot of owners there. Uh, it just keeps things. So that's another reason why you maybe wouldn't want, wouldn't want to buy somewhere you don't stay a lot. And that, you know, is prone to natural disasters more than Orlando. Right. And then, Phil, I'm assuming a similar reason you bought at the poly is it's where you wanted to stay. Yeah, I think so. When we were determined for our first contract to be a direct contract, you know, as Mike has said, I just wanted that blue card. No other reason. I can't justify it any other way. I just wanted. There's the blue no card. other way to justify it. I, just, I just wanted card. it, plain Fine. and simple. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but we knew that we were going to go follow up with a resale contract afterwards. So when we bought, Alani was available, Copper Creek was available, and Poly was available. And there's just, you know, for us at the time, there was just something about Polly. We love the vibe there. We love the pools there. We love the access. You know, I'm one of those snobs that says access is 90% of what I want when I stay somewhere. Uh, in retrospect, you know, we did it when the kids were, I don't know, three and five. Now they're eight and 10 and turning into little giants. And maybe Polly wasn't the best decision. We still love it. But we find ourselves now booking Polly at 11 months and then looking at seven months for somewhere that's got a bigger one bedroom because we just want the space. So, you know, the rule is always buy where you want to stay. And we did at the time, but our needs changed. So 
you know, we didn't buy Copper Creek plain and simple because we didn't like the way the model looked at Saratoga Springs. And then we went and stayed at Copper Creek and kind of kicked ourselves afterwards because the rooms are much nicer than the model portrayed. But it always comes back to you hear everyone say it all the time. And it's a thousand percent true. Buy where you want to stay. You know, especially if you're flying down, you've got kids, you're trying to get school vacation, you've got a week you like to do because you never know where you're going to end up at that seven month mark. Where if you know there's a resort you love, just over the long term of, of 30, 40, 50 years, that variance in price is not going to work out to a huge difference. Just buy where you know you will always be happy. That's the best advice I can give. And I think I heard it a thousand times when we were buying, but I, I cannot stress it enough. And then for you, Joe, with the Saratoga, what was your reasoning on that? Yeah, well, originally, it was, you know, I think I talked about this before we started recording. Was I, you know, I was in the market for DVC, and a friend of mine who is an owner, who he's the one that goes every couple of years. He actually came across a resale contract, and this was before all the resale restrictions, and it wasn't stripped. That it was 150 points. It was at Saratoga. It was low maintenance. It was kind of what I could afford at the time, so I just wanted to get in the door. And it was one of those things, and I've talked about this before in the DVC roundtable and DDP today. It's like, buy where you want to stay. I fell in love with Saratoga Springs. Didn't really know much about it. I knew where it was. I played golf at LBV, like Buena Vista, many times. It was that pastel resort across from downtown Disney at the time. And we started staying there. And my wife and I, we like quiet. We like to hit the parks, have a good time. But we like to hang out by the, the pools and play golf. And we just fell in love with it. And it's, it's legitimately our home. So... It went from being a financial move originally to we actually prefer to stay this prefer to stay there. Funny story was um, we had a friend who had some. This was during COVID when Disney just opened back up. They had a large amount of Animal Kingdom points that were going to expire. So they're like they're from New York State. They're like, do you guys want them? We can't use them. So we decided to go stay uh, at Animal Kingdom for a week. Uh, we literally just worked from the hotel room and played some golf. This is when things weren't one hundred percent open. And after like the second day, my wife looks at me and she's like, I miss Saratoga Springs. And we just loved, we loved having our car right there. It was an easy walk. We loved having Disney Springs right there. So it's one of those things like I, I went down that road because of financial and because of it was a loaded contract. But we, we really lucked out that we actually love that resort. And I actually like that. It's not the most popular one, but it's, it's like the underdog. I mean, look, guys, I'm a Jets fan. Okay. So like, I like the underdog. All right. So I like pain. So that's why I love Saratoga. It's, it's my resort and I love it. Now, so, it's funny when you and I were messaging a couple weeks ago and I said that that was going to be my first my first stay. And that's one of like maybe three resorts that I've never stayed at. And you were telling me it's out. It's out of the way. People consider it like what you call it? Apartment complex. Apartment complex yeah. yeah. And all all the points that you made, I'm like, this is why I'm going to love this place. Because it's not in the middle of the action, because it's super chill, because it's near the golf course. When you said that you'll go over and hit a hit a bucket of balls, I'm like, I never thought of that. That's absolutely perfect. Oh, it's, it's easy. I'll go, go do some putting. That's beautiful. Yeah, especially I mean, as a like, yeah. I'm not going to bring my clubs down just to go to the range and hit balls, but for you to throw like your seven iron and your driver and your trunk when you're packing and just like go hit some balls at or the bring range. the putter and bring your girls over there to the practice screen and right, like it makes a lot of sense if you're driving up you know find like i said i'm not gonna bring my clubs unless i'm playing but it's a different story and there may uh, or, i mean there may or may not have been a time where it's the end of the day and I, my room is off the back of maybe the 17th hole and i drop four or five balls out at about 100 yards and i start popping uh you know wedges into the green not saying i've done that before but maybe i have done that before theoretically, theoretically speaking unofficially speaking. that could happen exactly yeah 
Can't do, can't do that to contemporary. That's for sure. No. Oh. Well, you could, but you just get thrown off property. Yeah, exactly. they might not like it. Well, maybe Imagine not. Put one into the back of space. Not, maybe if you own there, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. You can't, sure you can't be trespassed. We learned that this week. That's a slippery slope, I believe. <laughs> but we'll get into that. That guy's thing. got that blue card. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm more in your boat, Joe. Like I picked Saratoga because I wanted to get the most points for the most amount of years for the least amount of money on resale. And, you know, you could look at other things and the math would work out better if I bought Bay Lake, but then I had a set amount I was going to spend. So now I'd only have 80 points as opposed to 160 points or, you know, a hundred points as opposed to 160. I'd rather have 160 points at Saratoga, even if we are, I don't want to say forced, but if we end up, if we want to stay somewhere else and it's not available and we end up at Saratoga, that's still pretty damn good. The rooms are nice there. You'll have and, your oppor- you'll have your opportunities. If you plan ahead really well for like 90% of the resorts, maybe excluding Grand California, maybe Grand Floridian at certain times, you'll have you will see rooms at Beach Club. You will see rooms at Boardwalk. You may not get the 10-point value rooms at Animal Kingdom. That's not gonna happen. No, or the or the tower suites at Riviera. You're not, You're not getting not the tower those. studios in September. Yeah, I've changed, trust me. But you will have the opportunity. You're not going to be locked out of like you know the poly or contemporary, like you'll or Bay Lake. You'll you'll have your your opportunities well, to go and. Do and that. on top of it, I'm okay with splitting a stay, especially like if we're going down for a week and we can get in to the poly, but it's only for three nights. It's like that's worth it. We'll move there if we have to and start somewhere, you know. So that's not a problem, and I do want to kind of see all the different places. And I felt like just getting the most amount of points for my money was the way. I wanted to do it and yeah, the math doesn't necessarily like, I think Bay Lake resale ends up being the best math um, based on how many years are left maintenance fees, all that stuff. When you, when you do that formula, but I just wouldn't have been able to get as many points in that formula. So I just went with most points for the money. And... Saratoga is a solid choice, but Saratoga is just a safe play all around. It's right. good money. It's good point value. You've got reasonable access all over the place. There's almost generally going to be available no matter when you want to go. I mean, it, 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 it's the layup. It's totally right. a safe play. And and also I love, I mean, I haven't stayed at Saratoga, but I like the area. And I also love Old Key West, and that's basically always available as well. So having those two as fallbacks isn't bad like a one bedroom at old key west is like 700 square feet or something stupid it's 900 square feet, 900 square feet it's, yeah. it's, we stayed there in december it's enormous like my kids were getting lost so just having that as a backup it's like well it's kind of again it's it's not a bad backup if you're quote unquote like i say force like if that's your last resort is to say at saratoga you're still doing pretty good <laughs> with these points i mean realistically when you look at what's available and what's not grand Cal, unless you own there or you can walk your reservation, forget about it. It's right. just not going to happen at seven months, Christmas time, that first three weeks of December, because it's low point value and you get into Christmas, especially around wilderness lodge, copper Creek, the places that have the big crowds that draw in for the lobbies, school vacations can get a little tight. Sure. Mm-hmm. You, know, uh, you know, other than that, you know, the, the value rooms, if you look at seven months, if you're, quick on your your mouse or your keyboard you can generally get an awful lot of stuff at seven months if you're you're staying out of those super high demand high traffic areas and times yeah 
So yeah, I'm not. It's it's not going to be the end of the world if we don't. You know, it's a long. At the end of the, it's a long the, game. It doesn't have to day, be the first gonna... day every time. You know. I was going to say, at the end of the day, is it is it awful if you have to stay at Saratoga on your? No, trip? that's what I mean. That's, that's what, what I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a good problem to have. You know, oh, we ended up at Saratoga again in this you know beautiful one bedroom or these giant studios they have and things like that. So. And and Gary, as long as you know what you're you're going into, so a lot of the complaints you see about Old Key West, Saratoga Springs is it's so big it takes forever to get everywhere saratoga old key west they are different types of resorts they are not the same as staying at grand floridian where you're in like a built like essentially like a hotel building and you could walk to all the restaurants like mike likes to do you know go to citrico's and victorian alberts and narcoosies like you have to like make an effort to get somewhere it's going to take mm-hmm. longer to go they're they're legitimate vacation homes like i mean even like saratoga's right. in a building you're not like it's not beach club where you're walking out boom you're right there you know at the lake and you're walking from resort to resort. So as long as you know what you're getting yourself into when you're staying at these resorts, they're lesser point values because they're a little further off the beaten path. There's not as many amenities per se, like turf club. You've got, I mean, uh, certainly you got turf club. You got really one restaurant there, but if you're willing to walk or take a bus or take the boat, you got Disney Springs right there. So there's trade-offs and everything. You just got to know what you're getting yourself into. So when you check in at Saratoga, you know, make sure you ask for the golf cart ride, you know, at the front desk. If your building is like, you know, on the other side of property, you just got to know what you're getting yourself into. People think that they're staying at the Polynesian. They can walk the two minutes. And sometimes that's not the, that's not the case. So as long as you've done your research, you know, you're saying, know what you're getting yourself into, you know, you'll have a, a great stay and you won't be disappointed. Yeah. That's basically, that was my thought process. And just knowing, having an idea of what those resorts are, makes a big difference. I know they're huge. They're not going to be the ones where you're waking up to rope drop and try to get on the bus because it's got to take longer for the buses to go around the resort, getting dropped off and picked up and things like that. So those are things you have to take into account. You know, one of the cool things we noticed about Old Key West is because it's such an old established resort, the people have been staying there for 20 years. If you rope drop on the buses at Old Key West, there's like six people. But God forbid you try and get on that bus at 1030 in the morning. So everyone's it, sleeping in there. Is what everyone's sleeping in. They've already done yeah. it a million times. So we always looked at Old Key West. It's like, ah, it's the fallback. It's Old Key West. We stayed there for the first time in December. It's like top three on my kids' list now. They love that place. Nice. The, the golf cart ride was like the highlight of their week. Hmm. You know, what's well, a, you know what's a, I'm sorry, Gary. That's the greatest thing about love about Old Key West. And you guys, you guys are golfers. And I know your audience, your audience loves this. But there's many times I was the first tee time out at Lake Buena Vista. And there's on the front nine, you will see people having their morning coffee. They're not rope dropping, just like. Phil said, and they will offer you a cup of coffee. Like you'll come That's up like third or fourth cool, hole. Man. I've had it happen twice. And they're yeah. like, good morning. I was like, good morning. Awesome. How are you? They're like, would you like a cup of coffee? I said, I'm good. I appreciate it. Thank you. I was out by myself. It was 7 a.m. tea time. But everybody, you'll see many people sitting out in their balconies enjoying a cup of coffee. It's a different pace of vacation at those resorts. When you're a DVC member, you've gone quite a bit. It's you're not you're not looking to rope drop. You're not looking to grab that first monorail. You're having your coffee, reading paper on your phone. It's a really cool vibe at Old Key West. I really do enjoy it. I, I, just care, imagine, I apologize for jumping in front of you. No, I was going to say, I could just imagine like going out, waking up early, letting the girls sleep in. And then I'm coming by on the fourth hole and I see him sitting out in the balcony waving to me as I'm chunking a wedge into the green there. Didn't I drill? I drill. Didn't I put <laughs> you one hit in the roof of one of those Mary, right? Yeah, you hit the roof of one of those I hit buildings the roof. It was loud, too. 
Yeah. Someone put one into the palm tree outside our patio in December. <laughs> you obviously didn't drive by Joe when my daughter was out there. My eight-year-old every morning, 730, is out there yelling pointers to everybody coming by in carts and yelling at him <laughs> not to put a golf ball in her palm tree. <laughs> Four. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> Four right. So. Never played golf a day in her life. She was full of pointers for everybody yeah, coming good. by. Keep your head down. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, as far as like picking the home resort, it sounds like, you know, do what's in your budget is a big concern and, and pick where you want to stay. Those seem like the two biggest things. And the advantage of that 11 month booking window can be big at very high in demand places. Like if you wanted to stay at Copper Creek every time you went, then just buy at Copper Creek because you're not getting those rooms, the studios there at Christmas time or at high demand times unless you're an owner there. Same for Grand Floridian, but for a lot of times. But I mean, the thing that you, you you're going to figure out too when you mess around with the site is you're going to see which resorts are available and which ones are impossible to get. Yeah. Like I say, why would you ever spend two hundred and eighty dollars a point at Grand Californian? Well, the answer is because you can't get in unless you own a Grand Californian. Right. If you live in California and you want to stay there, then and then you could still get your seven month if you go to Walt Disney World and stay at Saratoga right. on the off right. years if you want. But um, yeah, I mean. I could see maybe Animal Kingdom. Like if you want to get the most bang for your buck, then you get that 11 month and you try to get those value studios every time and you're getting 20 nights out of your 150 points. Or 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 club level. I heard club, club level. Yeah. Phenomenal. How does that work? Is that the only one that has club level? Yes. With DVC points and that fills up right away? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Once it opens, it's usually booked up immediately. Yeah. So the values are gone in minutes too. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, we... We kind of talked about this in the chat, but it, there's no bad place to stay. And if you look, you've got Elani. You get to go to Hawaii. Bay Lake Tower at Contemporary. It's a five-minute walk into the park. Boulder Ridge, Wilderness Lodge. Copper Creek, Wilderness Lodge. Animal Kingdom, Jumbo and Kidani. You get to look at the animals. Beach Club, you've got that pool. You walk into Epcot. Boardwalk, the pool. You walk into Epcot. Hilton Head, beautiful place to visit. Old Key West, Polynesian, Riviera, right on the Skyliner, Saratoga Springs, Vero Beach, Grand Californian, Grand Floridian. There's not a bad option on that entire list. So, I mean, it, number 11 down the list is still a place that people who come every few years would dream about staying at. There's not a bad option. Yeah. And ab- Disneyland Tower coming soon. Yep. Well, not for, not for us resale boys or for me, I guess. But <laughs> I, I, I imagine I'll be locked out of there as well. That's going to be a similar thing to Grand California. I mean, even though they have more rooms, just, it's yeah. going to be the same thing. It's going to be you're not going to get in there seven. Yeah, really good. But I, I imagine I won't even be able to book, even if by some miracle there's something available. Just be in resale, which I'm okay with anyway. All right. Well, I think our first lesson went pretty well. What do you guys think? Is there anything we missed on uh, points or home resorts? I think we covered the basics. The only thing I would add, Gary, is just you mentioned it a little bit. It's the length of the contract. So, for an example, um, each contract is worth 50 years. So unlike some other traditional timeshares, quote unquote, which are forever, sometimes they go out of business. But uh, Disney, it's 50 years. So, for example, Saratoga Springs, um, if you pass Rofer, it's, it's we're at 2054. That's when our Disney takes back the points, and that's kind of when it expires. So you have to weigh the amount of years left to the price that you're paying to like for us, you know, 2054, I still got another 30 something years. I'll be 70 something. So it's, I'm okay. If I have to pay cash after that, I've had 38 years or 
how many years of great vacations. So for me, it was okay. So that's something that you do want to. We don't. We see a lot of people that um, want to stay at Beach Club and, and Boardwalk, and that's great. They're half that contract's almost done, right? So it's the one reason they, I didn't buy Boardwalk, I, I wasn't giving it up that quick. Yeah, and I and I personally don't think, and this is maybe down the line, they did a second contract with Old Key West where they gave members an opportunity to kind of extend. And I don't see Disney doing that again. It was actually a really good deal back in the day. It was a great deal for a great deal. And I think that's why you we talked about in our chat, Disney's buying up a bunch of Saratoga and Old Key West. I think they don't want that happening again. So they're buying back, you know, people who want to get out, they're taking those points back in and they're gonna sell them at a higher rate. So uh, I don't see that happening again, but that was a really good. If I was an like old Key West owner, I would have jumped all over that. Um, and that's something we could talk about later that happened. But there's two sets of expiration dates with old Key West. But uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye on the uh, the dates of the uh, of each resort of when they uh, when they expire. That's definitely important in your purchase. Yeah, it's 50 years from when they started selling DVC points, Correct. not from when you buy it. So they do expire at different times depending on when that resort started selling points. The one thing I would add as far as that, you know, we talked about it a little bit. We keep referring to Rofer, which is right of first refusal. It is a timeshare, but the one thing that Disney has over everybody else is as part of their contract, they get to exercise right of first refusal on every single contract that comes up for sale. So they have the ability that other timeshares don't have to maintain the value. You look at people that bought into old Key West in the beginning, they could sell those contracts right now and double their money after having 25 years of vacations. Right. Yeah. Oh, so no doubt. Yep. Disney, it's in Disney's best interest. And, and we know that it's just a monster moneymaker for them. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep building dvc it's the only thing hotels, right? that's the only thing they right build it's the right only thing exactly. left they've got you undercutting the cost but ultimately because disney holds that right of first refusal and it's in their best interest to maintain the value it's the one timeshare that i don't foresee tanking where you have to pay someone three grand to get it off your hands i mean i could turn around right now and actually make a small profit on my poly contracts and those are now eight years old so when you're discussing the value of the points that's something to keep in mind all right Perfect. Let's take our uh, our second break and we'll come back and wrap everything up in just a minute. We are back from break. Episode number 461 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. We had our first episode of DVC University. We went over how points work and picking a home resort. Um, I think that went went better than uh, better than I had could have like more informative. And we got a lot more information into that hour 
than I thought we could. I didn't know if you we... set your expectations low. No, I just didn't know if it would be like three and a half hours of us going back and forth about stuff. I think we were pretty concise and got a lot of information out there. That's that's basically what I'm trying to say. I think it went. I think it went well. I think we picked some good topics and. Again, just scratching the surface, getting getting people uh, informed on it, and there's a lot of a lot of room for us to to expand on it, and we will in the in the future. Is this like a thirty week in a row course, Mike? Or are we going to take breaks here? We can take breaks, but I don't know. I don't, how often how often do you want to do it, or how often are we'll figure our guests available? They might want to start getting paid if we have them on too much. They're going to have to <laughs> establish new residents and things like that. They Don't need to tempt see the me. W and I. Yeah. <laughs> but um, before we wrap everything up, I know, Joe, you have some uh, other things. I don't Do you have anything you need to plug podcast wise or anything like that? Sure. I mean, uh, obviously, we talked about the beginning of the show. I still do the resortloop.com DVC roundtable show mm-hmm. uh, with Tim and the gang over there. Um, we took a little bit of a break, but uh, we still try to do it monthly, so that's a lot of fun. And also, I'm full-time with uh, DDP Today, Disney Dads podcast, uh, with the guys over there. I also host my own show within that called Split Stays, and we talk about DVC. We talk about resorts. It's more just like a resort geeking out show. We just did a show about Coronado Springs. It's about like all the re- restaurants and d- different types of rooms and stuff and what we think about it. We try to have guests on that like just recently stayed or just like a you know to geek out a little bit. What's it called? Resort. Split stays. Split stays. Yeah, it's kind of like our show within the DDP you know podcast network. So uh, can we find that on anywhere where? Yeah, uh, it would be it would be under DDP today. We just kind of put it in the same feed, but I okay. do it like try to do it once or twice uh, once a well, month like or that. once every other month. But it's it's a lot of fun and uh, be a we have a good time over at DDP today. We do a show every week and we have a Patreon as well. So uh, yeah, check us out over there. It's a lot of fun. All right. Phil, do you do any other podcasts? No, I you want to plug two kids in a business. I barely have time to <laughs> keep everything together. All right. Nope. It's uh, if you guys want to hit me up on Twitter, it's uh, main street dad. That's where I get my somewhat snarky take on Disney from time to time. But other than that, no, there you go. Now, if people have any show ideas, have them hit us up on our group, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have our Facebook group, which uh, you search WDW beyond the gates podcast family. Um, you could join there. Obviously, we have the regular page at WDWBTG on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I saw you put up an old Polly room review on YouTube, Mike. YouTube 2016. Slash at WDWBTG. That was pre-refurb uh, on those rooms, correct? Yes. And you were just paid rack rate, and you got a good deal. I got deal Florida by- resident rate for had- like 4th of July weekend back in the day. And you ended up getting a DVC room. Stayed at DVC room, which is beautiful. That's a gorgeous room, Phil. Yeah, that they're, they're, I mean, now we got hey hey painted on the wall, looking at me in my boxers as I'm making coffee in the morning. But yeah, my daughter's desperate. As soon as they refurb that room, she wants that mermaid print from the bathroom. Absolutely beautiful rooms. Well, Phil, you, you might get lucky with the uh, new Poly Tower. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, the, I think the design is not very. I think they're essentially recycling the. Uh, the materials for um, reflections, reflections that, that never got built. Rehab. Yeah, exactly. But I think uh, if they include that in your HOA, I think you might finally get uh, your bigger rooms that you and your family need. So I keep your fingers crossed. I think that's what they're going to do. They did that with Grand Floridian when they converted Big Pine Key over to um, the current bills of Grand Floridian HOA. So hopefully it'll be the same for you guys where you'll have options for bigger rooms. So we've been talking about it. I can make maybe one 
point for them making it a different contract. I can make about 34 keeping them the same, but obviously Disney knows a lot more than I do. The main point is the resale restrictions. It protects their their points, but everything else logistically, it sounds like it makes more sense for it just to roll into the other HOA. Do you want to have a brand new tower for all the points that you can resell in 50 years? Or do you want to have a brand new tower that you can resell in 40 years? That's true too. That would be a very interesting uh, talk about a class warfare. It would like, because I think they like the resale restrictions right now. I don't know if they like it enough that I can make a lot of like points it. for them keeping it the same. To reset but again, the clock, I'm not yeah. Disney. I mean, that they've got more metrics. I mean, I'm a spreadsheet geek, and they've got more metrics than I could possibly even comprehend. Now, how soon before the place opens do they start selling contracts? Because we'll get the answer relatively soon, right? Yeah, I think, and I think we are. I think we're gonna, you know, hear about Disneyland very soon. And what were we looking at? Twenty twenty four for Polynesian? Yeah, late twenty four, mm-hmm. I think, is what they're talking. So when do they typically start selling? Would it be a year prior? Or... Joe, do you know? I don't remember. Uh, I would say probably. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I would say probably a year. I think they want to get probably a solid date where they could probably maybe get a 30 to 60 day window of when they're going to probably open. Be like, okay, we can start selling now. You know, barring any kind of like hurricanes or anything else that slows down construction, they will get that finished faster than Tron or the whole in Epcot. They will get that tower done <laughs> uh, in a in a very quick amount of time, but. I would say probably a year. I'm not 100% sure about that. I bet timeshare law factors into that as well because they have to start. I mean, they're under pretty strict restrictions under timeshare law in Florida. So we'll find out probably maybe this year, if not beginning of next year, we'll know the answer whether it's in the same HOA, I would imagine. Anyway, even if they don't start selling, we'll probably get that answer relatively soon. All right. Well, I don't know. Did I miss anything else? Well, obviously you can subscribe. Uh, WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, wherever you download podcasts, our website, WDWBTG.com. You can email the show info at WDWBTG.com, Mike at WDWBTG.com, and Gary at WDWBTG.com. I don't have anything else, Mike, do you? Negative. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I'd like to thank uh, New Phil Jr. and Joe Quatt for joining us, our resident DVC experts for dvc university we got professor is are one of you like professor emeritus or are you both you both have tenure at this point i think i'm just a ta okay <laughs> i don't want to be in charge <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be responsible for anything so. there you go <laughs> but we do appreciate you guys coming on taking time out of your schedule and joining us here um and obviously for my co-host mike my name is gary thanks so much for listening to the wdw beyond the gates podcast and we'll talk to you again next week now it's time to say goodbye to all our company m-i-c see you real soon why because we like you M-O-E.